ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. On this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, we're talking to new and expecting moms. We love new moms here at City Moms Blog Network. In fact, we're in the midst of huge events across the country for new and expecting moms themselves. These events are called Bloom, and our nearly 50 sites have hosted fabulous gatherings for new moms with all sorts of fun giveaways, cravings bars, photo ops, and so much more. So if you're a new and expecting mama listening, make sure to check out citymomsblog.com to see if the sister site closest to you is hosting a Bloom event. And if they are, and it's still in May, and you can attend, make sure that you do so because you're not going to want to miss it. For today's episode, we're talking with Chelsea Johnson, who is a wife, mama, and blogger behind popular pregnancy and parenting blog, Life With My Littles. And last month, she published her very first book, Preggers, a straightforward, honest, laugh-out-loud guide to pregnancy. Chelsea loves pizza, running, and the color pink, which I do as well. And her and her husband reside in Minnesota with their three children. And we'll be talking all things pregnancy and those first couple weeks of motherhood in just a moment. You'll also hear from one of our contributors who wrote a post about the one thing moms who've had a hospital delivery know all too well about, and that is mesh panties. And we'll finish up by welcoming our newest sister site to City Moms Blog Network, DC Area Moms Blog. With all that being said, here's my conversation with Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hey, Stephanie. I am so happy to have a fellow mom of three kids on to be talking to all of our podcast listeners. And so uh, Chelsea's a mom also in the Twin Cities area, um, as well as myself. And so Chelsea, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about your family. Yeah, um, so I have three kids, like you said. Um, my my oldest son is five. Um, he is starting kindergarten in the fall, and I'm I have all the feelings about it. I'm not super happy. <laughs> um, and my daughter is three and a half. Um, she just got potty trained, which is like the best thing ever, um, oh especially gosh. when you have two kids in diapers. It's the worst. Um, yes. And then our <laughs> our youngest, um, he is. 15, nope, 14 months. Um, <laughs> third child problems, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, I don't know, he's a baby. Well, I guess he's a toddler, but he is hopefully going to walk soon. So we've yes. got that going for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I have to make a comment about the uh, potty training. Um, even though mm-hmm. the topic of today's conversation is primarily <laughs> new and expecting moms, but the com- my thoughts about potty training are that I even though I would, this is never going to happen. I feel like every mom needs like a Girl Scout vest that they get badges for various like parenting accomplishments that they get in life and accomplish Mm -hmm. in life. And potty training should be the 
biggest badge. Like, oh, absolutely, it's such it was a like, badge. like bedazzled and embroidered and all the all the fancy things. <laughs> oh my gosh, I w- I would wear that vest very proudly, <laughs> just oh, because of the things that we have to do as moms. Oh, it's so hard. It's hard. <laughs> yes, it's so hard. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, well, Chelsea has written a book that kind of unveils some of the things in pregnancy that all of us wish somebody would have told us about, but you don't really get told this information until you're actually pregnant. And so her book is Preggers, and I can't wait to be able to talk about both the unglamorous parts of pregnancy (laughs) as well as post- pregnancy, postpartum uh, life, because uh, again, the theme today is new and expecting moms. And so Chelsea, uh, I want to know when you look back, especially back to your firstborn, because that's when all the surprises happen. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second and third, you're like, well, I, I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the primary surprises in your pregnancy uh, that happened to your body um, or anything? Well, I guess one of the first things is I gained so much weight. Like I gained 50 pounds with him. Um, and I'm, I'm a pretty like tall, thin person and I kind of always have been. Um, sure. But I, I ballooned up with him and I don't think I was expecting that. Like I knew I was going to gain weight, but I kind of overdid it. And I, Arby's mozzarella sticks, man, those things got me. <laughs> um, so that kind of surprised me. Yeah, they're deadly. <laughs> Don't get started, <laughs> girl. My oh. my um thing during pregnancy was Taco Bell drive-through. Mm. I like see that's not still my thing <laughs> of Taco Bell drive-through, which is terrible. So Arby's and Taco Bell, I guess, are, are the two of our vices during pregnancy. Yeah. So if if you're gonna do that, do it in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Some other things. Well. I guess my, my pregnancies have all been pretty different, which sure. you'd think with one person they would kind of be similar, but they were all pretty different. Um, with my daughter, I actually got varicose veins, which nobody Lovely. really prepared me for that. Like my mom had them, but I didn't know that was why. Um, right. And they, oh my goodness, they hurt and they were gross. And I had to wear, they were called stockings, like compression stockings. Sure. But the, they were maternity ones, so they came all the way up my legs and over my belly, and it was summer, and it was so hot, and I hated them so much. Oh, no. So that was a fun little surprise. Surprise! Um, and then, yeah, and then <laughs> something that seriously nobody ever, I, I had to figure out what was going on, because this one is not so fun. Um, you can get hemorrhoids in your bum, but you can also get them in your lady parts, um, and they are called vaginal varicosities, I think is how you say them. Um, and so it's just like varicose veins in your lady parts and they are so uncomfortable and they hurt and they're the worst. And like, you don't talk to people about that. Like that is not regular conversation. Yeah. Right. You're around the table with your girlfriends and you're like, let me tell you about my problems in my lady parts. (laughs) Yeah. It's not fun. And I had to, I had to get this, like, it was basically like a lady jock strap. Oh no. Just to like. Because you needed to like compress and oh, it was so bad. And nobody tells you about that. But that's a normal thing that happens to some people, you know, it can happen to you. And then you'll be like, oh, my gosh, something is wrong. But it's not really. It's normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. You just like went for 
the jugular right there. You're yeah, like, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to literally. It might that. happen. <laughs> no, I do think that like you're very, you're so right. Nobody is telling anyone that these are the possible things that are going to happen to you. Uh, but yeah. when it happens to you, you bet you are going to Dr. Google to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that out doesn't always end up in the, in the best way, you know? No. Which, which is it, which is comical because I always tell most of my friends, uh, especially when they're going to Dr. Google for anything related to their kids. I'm like, do not do that. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like it is a bad <laughs> addiction. Like it will You'll only end the, south for you. Hole, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's terrible. All, all the worst things. And then you'll worry about those even more. So don't do it. Oh, totally. Totally. Well, yeah. one of the random surprises that came for me in my first and then actually, I'd say my pregnancies were all fairly similar as well as my deliveries of my girls. But mm-hmm. I had terrible Charlie horses at night. Oh, me too. Yes. Like, I mean, Everybody hates a good, a Charlie horse, but Mm -hmm. especially when you're pregnant and like massive. And And I tell you what, I mean, no one believes me that this actually worked, but it totally did for me. Have you heard the theory, like the old wives tale of the bar of ivory soap in your bed? No, no. Well, let me tell everyone that's struggling with Charlie horses in pregnancy. <laughs> uh, it seems so weird. And truthfully, I have no idea why it works. But you stick a bar of di- of ivory soap under your like fitted bed sheet, like at the, you know, at the base of your bed. Uh-huh. So it's not like you feel it or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. And something about it like takes away the Charlie horses. Weird. I know. So do you not get them or do they, are they just yeah, you like, don't get they them. go away faster? Oh, and I, I did not that. believe that it actually helped. I was like, okay, maybe I just got past that part of pregnancy, you know, which is why it was uh-huh. going away. Uh, but then I traveled during my first pregnancy and did not bring my ivory bar of soap. And I tell you what, that Uh-oh. first <laughs> night I woke up with the worst Charlie horse and I was like, that bar of soap thing must work. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you went to the store the next day and got one. <laughs> yes. Yes, no, totally. Well, um, no, thank you for sharing. Honestly, like what you would say are some of your bigger surprises in pregnancy. But uh, you did say though that they have been different and your pregnancies Mm -hmm. were different in some ways. Um, Can you speak a little bit more about those differences? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just in different weight gain and how I felt. um, I mean, it kind of is obvious, but the more pregnancies you have, your body is probably going to hurt a little bit more, you know? Um, so with my second pregnancy, um, I mean, my sister was getting married at the end of my pregnancy, so I didn't want to gain as much weight because I knew she'd have those pictures forever, you know? Yeah. Um, So I tried to really like stay in shape and eat better. Um, but I still hurt so bad. Like by the end I was just waddling and like sitting down hurt and everything just hurt. It was not fun. Um, and then the third pregnancy was even worse, which that makes me worry if I ever get pregnant again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, your body, I mean, it, it's hard. Being pregnant is hard on your body. And so it, you feel it sooner. Um, it just, it's just hard. <laughs> no matter how you look at it, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd also say I felt pregnant sooner too with each of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, I have to take a test, but like I felt my body 
getting pregnant. Like I felt like I was showing sooner and, um, I don't know. I just felt like I was pregnant sooner than I did with my first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I mean, for Mm -hmm. so many people like subsequent pregnancies, you know, you're, you're like, wow, I look 20 weeks pregnant and I'm five. I mean, that's maybe Uh an exaggeration, but definitely you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, it is. It is so fascinating how your body just knows like what to do. Like this is what I do uh, when I'm carrying a a baby. Yeah. It's crazy. All the things that they go through during pregnancy and then you push out a baby at the end and you've made this baby and it's crazy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is. It is unbelievable. It's really a beautiful thing, but in the the harder times, it's a very challenging thing too. Yeah. So, uh, So now in my, I had mentioned that my three pregnancies were pretty similar, but the only, I would say somewhat distinguishing difference in both pregnancies and labor labor for me was that before, between my second and third, so I was not pregnant with my third at the time, I broke my tailbone sledding Mm. with my my daughter. I have bruised uh, my tailbone sledding. Sledding can be rough. It can be rough. And the and the uh, doctor, because I, I did end up going into the ER because I'd, well, I'll, I'll save you all from all the details, but I pretty much like punctured my butt <laughs> because oh, no. like the, the sled had cracked and totally oh. tore through like all of my snow gear and my pants and everything. And I That's mean, obviously horrible. my butt hurt. A lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when I was at the ER, and really they couldn't do anything for me other than give <laughs> They're me just pain like, meds. sorry, go home and sit on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, sit on a donut. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Some pain meds. Uh, mm-hmm. And, but they did say, just so you know, if you were to get pregnant again, your labor will likely be very different. And I was like, oh, interesting. And Oof. I tell you what, oh, my Lanta. That hurt, that, my third labor was by far the hardest labor. Oh, no. How how soon after that did you get pregnant? Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably six months or so. Yeah. So then, you know, over a year later, I had Mm -hmm. um, my third. But anyway, for all of you that have just been dying to know what it's like if you break your tailbone between any of your children. Um, your it's my top question. Be, <laughs> your top question for anyone. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I, I'm admittedly not someone that curses very often, but I will say that my, my husband was like, can you think of a different word to say? <laughs> During my third like, labor, um, and I was why like, don't you take over and then you make me you think of a different word? <laughs> yes, and I was like, no, I can't think of a different word. That's the only word that Sorry. possibly makes sense right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess speaking to the labor part, uh, you know, we touched on pregnancy. Uh, mm-hmm. I let's talk about the surprises in labor, uh, as well as those first kind of that first week post mm-hmm. delivery, because yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of them. That yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, even just like in the very beginning, like the mucus plug, that is oh, disgusting. Yeah. 
like gross. It's like a giant booger in your undies, and it's so <laughs> gross. And did you know that it can come back and you can lose it multiple times? No. Yep. How does it come Isn't back? That gross? It just grows again? It just reforms, yeah, because you can lose it, and then it'll grow back, and then you'll lose it again in two weeks after you're still pregnant. It's so gross. Did that happen <laughs> to you? I have read about it happening to people. I have not had it happen to me, but I know that it can happen. Well, okay. Yeah. So the mucus yeah. blood and then, is gross mm-hmm. in general, let alone if it happens yes. to somebody. Bless you people. Twice, that, right? They, yeah. Have mucus plug yeah. situations twice. Yep. And then, um, this is gross too, but having okay. diarrhea, like, oh. cause your body, your body knows you're going to have your baby if you go into labor on your own and it'll just clear out. I've only gone into labor on my own once uh, the first two times I was induced. Um, okay. so the third time I had diarrhea and it was disgusting and it cleared me out and then I was ready, you know? So that was, wow. that's fun. So if you, if you lose a booger in your underwear and you have lots of poops, then it might be time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I feel like I, I need to come clean in this regard, which is hilarious that I chose the word clean because of what we're talking about. Talking um, about this. <laughs> admittedly, I also had the, as we affectionately refer it, to, refer to it, uh, die-die situation. Mm, yep. <laughs> However, I took castor oil for two of my pregnancies to help uh-huh. more naturally induce labor. And mm-hmm. so the die-die came primarily because of that. Um, yeah. But it was successful. In our case, we had... That's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess I didn't realize that there's a decent amount of diarrhea that happens with even without castor oil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And even if, even if that happens, I... So my husband is a doctor and he's done some family med or some um, OB rotations. Sure. And he, he says that most women do poop during labor, um, which if that happens to you, it's not a big deal. And they just clean it up. And if you never want to know if you've done it, just tell your husband never to ever tell you. So I, I have no idea and I don't ever want to know. And that's fine because that can happen. And don't worry if it does. That's another fun little surprise, you know? <laughs> So, there's so many fun things at the end there. (laughs) Yes, there are so many fun things. We'll get back to my conversation with Chelsea in a moment, but now you have got to hear this hilarious take on new motherhood from Michelle Brock, a contributor to Kansas City Moms blog. Her post is called, Nobody Told Me About Mesh Panties, and here it is in her own words. I prepared for the birth of my son as though it was a college final. I studied for nine months. I read every book, subscribed to all the mommy blogs, and spent hours googling every piece of information my pregnant mind could absorb. I became a walking encyclopedia. And when it was time to welcome my little bundle of joy into this world, I was ready. When they placed my son on my chest, I knew I had this in the bag. I had perfected my swaddling skills weeks ago. When he was only a few minutes old and he was searching for some milk, I was prepared. I had my lactation consultant, aka my breastie, on speed dial. I was acing this test with flying colors. That is, until the nurse handed me a white plastic bag and said, Here's everything you'll need. Need? For what? 
Clearly, I had skipped a course in my Pregnancy 101 curriculum. So, soon-to-be first-time mommies, take notes. Here's your crash course in postpartum care and the 10 things nobody will tell you about. Number one, mesh panties. Trust me when I say these are probably the most amazing invention ever. One size fits all, stretchy, comfortable, breathable underwear. You may be appalled at the sound of them now, but after delivering a watermelon, you'll be thankful you have something non-constricting for your delicate lady parts. Plus, they fit just perfectly over your now squishy belly. My advice, when they discharge you from the hospital, ask for some to take home with you. Number two, lady diapers. In addition to the extremely attractive mesh panties, you'll have what I have dubbed the lady diaper. In reality, it's actually the biggest maxi pad you've ever seen in your entire life. These go inside the mesh panties and helps with all the postpartum bleeding. Number three, squirt bottle. If you aren't lucky enough to have a sitz bath, you may be provided a squirt bottle. It's not to help you stay hydrated. It's to clean yourself after going to the bathroom. Following a vaginal delivery, it hurts to wipe. So in an effort to maintain some sort of personal hygiene, squirt yourself clean. Fill with warm water and proceed after every bathroom break. Number four, tux pads. They look similar to eye makeup remover pads, but only a million times better. Tux are medicated pads and can be used to treat hemorrhoids. Yes, those happen after birth too and vaginal tears. After you squirt, dab a tux down there. You can also buy them at your local pharmacy. Number five, pain relieving spray. This takes the edge off and provides a little more comfort down there. My bathroom ritual went as follows. Squirt, dab with a tux, and a quick spray with this miracle worker. Number six, the first poop. I'm not talking about baby's first poop either, but your first poop. The nurses should give you stool softeners. Take them. A few days after my delivery, I felt the urge to go number two, and I was thanking the heavens above that I had taken my stool softeners. I was terrified to go to the bathroom. My insides were bruised and my lady parts were stitched, swollen, and sore. The thought of passing something else through my body brought tears to my eyes. Luckily, I survived, thanks to my boyfriend's coaching through the other side of the door and my stool softeners. Number seven, 3 a.m. feedings. If you are breastfeeding, be prepared for early morning feedings for both baby and you. My milk came in the day I got home from the hospital, and in the wee hours of the morning, I was nursing my son in bed. I was starving and shaking my snoring boyfriend awake, screaming, I need you to get me some cheese and crackers! From then on, I always kept a snack and water on the nightstand. Breastfeeding requires extra energy in order for your body to produce milk, and until your supply regulates, both you and baby will be eating at 3 a.m. Number eight, hormonal roller coaster. My doctor had talked to me about the baby blues and postpartum depression, but nobody really prepared me for the extreme hormonal shifts that would occur in the days following labor. 
My first days home from the hospital were spent crying. I cried watching TV. I cried because I was taking a shower. I cried because I was crying. You can't control it, and it does get better. But if you are acting like a hysterical, crazy person bawling your eyes out because of a McDonald's commercial, just know it's probably your hormones. Number nine, hair loss. About a month into my postpartum journey, I started noticing my hair was falling out. Not just a few pieces, but actual handfuls. I was certain that something was wrong, so I called my doctor. Nothing was wrong. My doctor told me that during pregnancy, your hair slows down the rate at which it falls out, and after the baby is born, a decrease in your body's estrogen levels causes the hair to resume the normal rate at which it sheds. You won't go bald, and between 6 to 12 months, your hair will be back to normal. Number 10. Body changes. This may go without saying, but your body changes after giving birth, but not like you may think. I was certain I'd be back to my pre-baby bod by the time I returned to work. I'm seven months postpartum, and while I've lost most of my baby weight, my body isn't, quote, normal. My hips are wider, my boobs are still huge, and my feet are half size bigger than they were. I'm adjusting to this new body and learning what looks best on it. Plus, who doesn't love a good excuse to go shoe shopping? Ah, Michelle! Everyone loves a good excuse to go shoe shopping. Am I right? Thanks so much for sharing all those great and funny tips on new motherhood. So many of us can relate, and that post brings back some memories for me as well. Now, back to my conversation with Chelsea. And, uh, mm-hmm. and interestingly enough, like, now that we're talking about it, I can, like, all of these memories are kind of coming to mind for me. But at this point, you know, it's been five years since I delivered our uh, youngest, you know, in Mm -hmm. our family. And so it feels like it was such a long time ago. uh, And you kind of start to forget a little bit like the you do what it was like, but then they just the memories come back. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember that clearly, you know, (laughs) that does happen. Oh, my gosh. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, so um, mucus plug, diarrhea, what are all of the, the other wonderful surprises that come to mind. So I'm a pretty like modest person. Um, So I don't know. I just, I wasn't really expecting how many people would see all my lady stuff and like basically me naked, you know? Yeah. So, cause you, you have like your, your gown, but you lift it up like probably most of the time, you know, like definitely during the end of labor when you're actually like pushing and stuff, but they check you, um, you have to like lift up your gown and then you don't have underwear on. So they have like a blanket there, but they like are adjusting the monitors and everything. And then even in like that new first week, you know, they're like, I mean, you're breastfeeding and they're checking to make sure if you have like a lactation consultant or someone or nurses come in, it's just, you have no modesty during the labor and delivery process. And that was something that really surprised me and kind of caught me off guard. And I wish someone had been like, oh, hey, like, you're, you're going to be showing your stuff to a lot of people. So heads up. <laughs> so what did you think was going to happen? Like, I, I, I don't know. I just had never really thought about it, you know? Sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it's not like it's not something that really 
people talk about. And so, uh-huh. um, yeah. And I'm also, I would consider myself incredibly conservative and um, mm-hmm. not somebody that, you know, is generally flaunting anything. Uh, but yeah, it is funny though. Like I would say though, it comes time to have the baby and that's all gone. My <laughs> recollection, I don't think I really even cared. I just was like, whatevs, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you just have to go with it. Cause of- that's just what you have to do. You don't really have a choice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, now let's talk about like the day or two or however long uh, you stayed in the hospital mm-hmm. after delivery, because I think there's a lot of surprises in that time frame too. Yeah. Um, again, things in the bathroom are going to be hard. Um, I had an epidural with all three of my births, and so you get a catheter for that. So the first time you have to go pee after you have the catheter is kind of hard, and that's weird. Um, And then pooping postpartum, you definitely, I mean, they give you laxatives, and I highly, highly recommend using those because otherwise it's going to be hard, and you don't want to, like, push because everything is tender, and if you have stitches, and it's it's just a hot mess down there. So that's that's fun, you know. (laughs) That's a surprise, I guess. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's interesting. I, I understand. Now, I will say that I had all three of mine in the same hospital. And so mm-hmm. I had similar experiences in terms of the care, just because we were in the same hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. But I understand that uh, there's a variety of ice packs that uh, nurses will offer, especially after a vaginal birth to mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, supposedly kind of the best is if they uh, will freeze a newborn diaper essentially with water in it because it's soft. Have you heard about this? I've heard of freezing like um, pads, like maxi pads, but I haven't heard of a diaper before. So, I mean because this is so glamorous, right? Having a child. Um, Might as well just put a newborn diaper down there for yourself too. Yeah, (laughs) right? (laughs) But I mean, to their point, like we all know that those pamper swaddler newborn diapers are so soft. And um, so my, I mean, our option for an ice pack down there was they would put water in a nurse's glove, essentially. So one of those like you know, Mm -hmm. plastic gloves, knot it up and then freeze it. And (laughs) thinking about it right now, I'm like, what about that makes sense? Other than the fact that... Like it sounds weird. (laughs) Well, yeah, sticking like a glove. I don't know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, It works. It totally kind of... If it works, go for it. (laughs) Yes. But I did learn, I learned about this newborn baby trick um, between my second and third. And I asked my nurse that third time, I said, is there any way that I can get some frozen diapers? And they totally (laughs) did it for me. So... Oh, nice. Speak up for your needs, moms. Yeah. (laughs) For real. That's one thing that I learned. Yes, you definitely have to do that. Ask ask the nurses that are there to help you. Take advantage of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, mm-hmm. uh, while we're talking about time in the hospital, like, how did that go for you? Uh, was it, did you have a lot of people visiting or were you, like, no visitors allowed in the hospital? What, what did you Well, with my first, so my mom came out when our first was born and I guess our second. Um, so she came to visit, like, at the hospital, but we didn't really have any other family um, while we were in Iowa. So we, like our best friends came, but that was it. So I didn't really have any visitors the first time. 
Um, and then the second time, again, it was just my mom, but she brought our son, which that's a whole other topic, having your, your first child meet your second child or first and second meet your third. It's a super cool experience and makes your heart like explode. Um, <laughs> but those are the only visitors I really had that time. And then our third baby was born in Texas and we actually didn't have any family come when he was born. Um, we just kind of relied on the generosity of our friends to watch our first two when I went into labor. Um, yeah. And so we did, we had, I think, one person came to visit besides my husband bringing the kids. Um, I personally thought, I mean, you just had a baby and you don't, visitors are like not my thing right after that. So you just kind of have to know yourself and know if you're going to want someone coming in and being there when you're trying to nurse or trying to like, I don't know, the, the, when the nurses come in and they like squish your tummy and stuff, you know. So you just kind of have to know yourself. I didn't really have people come, and I liked it that way. But if you're a very social person and you don't care about that, then by all means, have people come in. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point because would you say that you bend more introvert over extrovert? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I do. (laughs) No. I I gather that just by the comments that you just made Mm -hmm. uh, because I will definitely say – now, I have – become more introverted over the past few years. But when Mm -hmm. I had our three babies, I was very polar, like extrovert. I mean, I Mm -hmm. love people. So I did not have anyone in the delivery room other than, you know, all the medical staff, to your point, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as my husband. Which there's probably a lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, But we didn't have anyone in the delivery room. But after that, I mean, it was just like a rotating door of visitors that we had. Um, And we didn't have any family. We had um, my aunt and uncle um, in the area, but uh, our families lived across the country at that time. And so it just Mm -hmm. wasn't possible for them to be there. So it was mostly just our community of friends that showed up. Uh, and I, I loved it, but that's also because like, for me, that is energizing. Now, was I spent, like all my babies were born at 4am, which means that I was Mm -hmm. up all night. Uh, and you're so tired. And then we had visitors all the next day. So I was pretty much up Mm -hmm. for 24 hours. So I was exhausted, but I just have like some of the most fondest, wonderful memories of friendships kind of going to a new level because of that, the intimacy of that kind of time period in life, yeah. you know, when you're welcoming yeah. a new baby into your home. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, on a total a side note, uh, one of the things that now when people come to visit, they oftentimes will bring various things with them or offer to pick something up or whatever. But mm-hmm. one of my girlfriends bought me, brought me warm Krispy Kreme donuts after I had my second, I pretty much ate like eight donuts. Like, I mean, that's not, I shouldn't have, but I like, that's like one of my favorite memories in the hospital is eating all those dang donuts. Because <laughs> I was so hungry. Yeah, they, they go really so fast good. too. They're like three bites. <laughs> oh yeah, those Krispy Kreme ones are so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, and so if you're listening and you're going to show up uh, with something in hand for a friend, Donuts could be a great option, mm-hmm. at least. I've brought cupcakes to people before, but donuts seem 
They seem a step up. <laughs> a step up for home cupcakes would be awesome. Any type of baked good, I think, probably will yeah. be welcomed. Uh, Very appreciated. For most moms. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, so we've got a few more minutes. I want to talk about the, that first, those first couple weeks home uh, as you're adjusting to life. Uh, we've talked briefly about the joy of bowel movements after you've had a <laughs> vaginal birth, uh, because mm-hmm. that becomes problematic in those it first does. couple weeks home, especially for a vaginal birth. And for those of you that are listening that had a cesarean, I wish one of us had that experience and we could talk to yeah. that because um, it's a totally different experience on your body too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what would you say are some of your surprises that happened um, or even like, tricks that you might suggest a fellow new mom embrace those first couple weeks? Yeah. So I I think just with all the hormones that are going on, you might feel a little bit crazy. Um, I, with my, when I first was born, I like anything my husband did just made me so mad. And looking back, I like, I've apologized to him since, but I don't think I was very nice because I just like hated him in that time because my hormones were just so crazy. Um, like every little thing made me cry and that's not so fun. Uh, (laughs) Um, when your stomach is like a bowl of jello, that's a fun little surprise that you kind of have to get used to. Um, and then babies look kind of weird. Like, I know you're probably going to think your baby's like adorable, but I look like, again, looking back at the pictures, I'm like, our babies were not super cute like they're cute now but when they were first born they were a little silly looking yeah <laughs> did you have that or have you felt that way <laughs> you know is that I just me am I just mean <laughs> no you're not mean I just love your honesty admittedly I don't I don't know <laughs> if I thought that however I'm also not one to like be like my baby is the most beautiful thing in the face of the planet sort of thing. Uh I love my kids, um, but I never had like a very extreme like affinity towards their like how they look, nor nor do I honestly think I thought they look kind of funny. (laughs) Although they kind of (laughs) do. They were just good babies. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. That's that is funny. And you know what? One surprise for me that I wish somebody would have told me this, but now it's like common sense. Uh, I went to bed the first night without, I had a, what did I have? I don't even think, I don't know what I, I did not have any pads on at all, like on my uh, boobs. And I can't remember if I had a sports bra on or not, Mm -hmm. but regardless, I woke up in total like Puddles. drenched um yep. milk everywhere and you're like and am I sweaty oh that's milk <laughs> and nobody told me that like during this breastfeeding journey I should be wearing a bra and <laughs> and pads to bed because or yep. all the time you should because yeah, especially in, in that magic. first bit you know oh yeah yeah when you're adjusting and yeah <laughs> yes. it, it gets it gets real <laughs> Yeah, but but to your point, I think that the emotion part of it was the biggest surprise to me, uh, mm-hmm. especially, and now they call it, you know, the fourth trimester, essentially, like your body is just mm-hmm. adjusting to its new normal, and, uh, yeah, and but yeah, I, I mean, I, soon, it just... 
yeah, I cried at everything. <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. just a hot mess. I, one of my friends affectionately refers to the first time she came over, like two days after I had our oldest. And she was like, I didn't know if you were going to be okay or not. <laughs> and, oh, <no. laughs> and that was, I mean, she hadn't had her first at that point either. And she's like, now I understand. But I literally was like, Stephanie is going off the deep end. She is crazy. (laughs) I know. I I think I've heard it say that um, emotions in a mom post delivery are actually greater than uh, hormones in a menopausal woman. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I haven't experienced menopause. Experienced pregnancy in new moms, though, and that is insane. It is totally, totally crazy. Um, But, well, uh, thank you, Chelsea, for sharing. I I love the honesty, especially because that's what we got to talk about. Uh, Yeah, because you have to to warn people and help people and help them know that this is normal and it's okay if you're peeing your pants after your baby's born because you haven't done your kegels, you know? <laughs> That's oh okay. Gosh. Well, and side note, I embarrassingly am going to admit this, but for me, jumping jacks and jumping on a trampoline now, even five years after I've had a baby, mm-hmm. are not good ideas for me yeah. in general. We had a trampoline <laughs> growing up, and my mom was always like, I can't jump on the trampoline or I'll pee. And we, I never understood why until I had a baby. <laughs> Yeah, I went to one of those trampoline parks recently, and I was like, and I'm peeing, and I'm peeing. (laughs) You're, like, just embracing it, because there's nothing you can do at that point. (laughs) So, unfortunately, I I do realize, for those of you that are listening, that are like, she needs to get that taken care of, or there's something (laughs) that I can do about that. I am fully aware that there are (laughs) options for me. And so I, I will look into that. Thank you for your considerations. But um, uh, we're just being real and honest and raw. So yeah. uh, Chelsea, thank you for being here. You have all sorts of great insight, uh, further insight on pregnancy in your book. And so for those that are listening and interested in hearing more, uh, we'll make sure to link to Chelsea's book, uh, Pregers, in our show notes. And you can t- check it out then. But Chelsea, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been super fun. Hi there, I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network News. City Moms Blog Network is proud to announce the addition of DC Moms Blog in Washington, DC, the latest site to join our national network of nearly 80 parenting resource websites. DC Moms Blog will provide encouragement for moms, information on local parenting resources, and organize events where moms can connect face-to-face. No matter where a mom is on her journey of motherhood, she'll find something uniquely her on DC Moms Blog. Courtney Whittington is the owner of DC Moms Blog. One of the unique qualities in DC is the diversity of people here, and I desire all people to feel like their voice is represented on this site. I am most excited about creating a platform where mothers can share their hearts, stories, and experiences. I think we can all appreciate and learn from one another, and in doing so, realize how similar we are as mothers. Connection is the heart behind City Moms Blog Network. Motherhood can be a lonely journey. Our local sites, like DC Area Moms Blog, all aim to connect moms in their communities by sharing information online and hosting offline events. If you are interested in joining our sisterhood and building authentic community with other moms in your area, please visit citymomsblog.com for more information. That's it for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, celebrating